Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Well, you're not in jail. Hmm? You're not in the hospital. You're not laid up in a bed sick somewhere. You're here tonight in the house of God. And uh, I encourage you to, over the next few Wednesdays, I don't even know how long this is going to go, but tonight we're going to begin a new Bible study on the book of Proverbs I'm very excited about. And so, however you can take notes, um, please do, whether you do that on your iPad, iPod, phone, pen and paper, the archaic style, as uh, Steve is demonstrating here, um, do it right on your hand, whatever it takes. And so we're going to read through this, these 31 chapters. I'm very Are you excited about that? I'm, I'm real excited. Yeah. So I want you to be ready and uh, be ready to take some notes down. And will you commit to be with me the next few weeks through this? Can we do that? Pastor John will be here. Praise God. All right. See, I, I, but I want to give you just a prequel to a few things about the book of Proverbs. Proverbs has themes in it, and we're going to see throughout the book that there are many repeated phrases, all right? And, uh, and so then we'll, we'll find through those repeated phrases the major themes that are here. And, but first of all, it is all about wisdom. Who in here has read the entire book of Proverbs, right? And you don't get too far along the way before you come across the word wisdom, do you? It's about gaining wisdom. Wisdom is the, <clears throat> the, what the definition in the literal is it's the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions that we find ourselves. It's the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. So it has really little to do with, with knowledge or, or information. How many of you know that um, a college degree is no certification for wisdom? Amen. Huh? Yeah. I know some of those people. Wisdom, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on a college degree. I think you should have a college degree, but that doesn't mean that you're wise. Wisdom is not just primarily, con, primarily concerned with keeping us out of, out of moral messes, but however, it, is, it does help us in that. And, and, and it, it does help us in a very profound way uh, wisdom has to do with the following things. Uh, becoming skillful in honoring our parents and raising our kids. You're going to find that throughout the book of Proverbs. This will help some of you out there. It's um, another theme that is repeated throughout uh, the study that we'll go through is, is handling our money and conducting our sexual lives. Woohoo! There is a right way and there's a wrong way. Another theme is going to work and exhibiting leadership. Mm-hmm. We'll find also through this study, one of the themes is using our words well. Another one is treating friends kindly. Another one is eating and drinking healthily. Everybody say healthily. Cultivating our emotions and attitudes toward others in such a way as to produce peace. I know that that is extremely important, especially in a marriage. 
Cultivate your emotions and your attitudes in such a way that the end is peace. Amen. Amen. Wisdom teaches us how to think about God and how to respond to Him. In terms of everyday living, nothing takes precedence over God in our life. Amen. Can I get a good amen? amen. Okay, so it concentrates on these issues. These are the major themes, and we're going to walk through them together. And, uh, but it does that more than any book in the Bible. It's been said that the book of Proverbs is the most thoroughly practical book in the entire Bible. So I think that we should pay attention. Yeah. Amen. We need to pay attention to what's here and find out. I have a good friend out in West Texas named Pastor Todd Nelson. He says that a proverb a day keeps stupidity away. <laughs> so it deserves our attention. So I want us to just begin in chapter 1, verse 1. The book of Proverbs. Have you found it? Now I'm going to, um, I like the message translation. Any of you read, ever read the message? I, I do most of my studying out of King James and New King James, uh, predominantly New King James. But I like the way the message reads many times, especially in the book of Proverbs. So I'll be referring to that a few times tonight. And I think they'll bring that up on the, on the board. So um, <clears throat> verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David, the king of Israel. Now, it is said that this could also read to Solomon. Proverb to Solomon. Uh, scholars believe that David actually wrote the first six chapters of the book of Proverbs, and then Solomon picked it up from there in chapter 7. And he taught him all about being a man. He taught him all about uh, living life. And how to live life with wisdom and understanding and knowledge. In verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. See, this is showing us uh, that it is God's will for us to understand how he views life. See, God's not hiding wisdom from us. He's done everything he can to get wisdom to us. Can I get a good amen? amen? Huh? I mean, get it in your heart tonight. Get it in your mind tonight that God is not keeping things from you. He wants you to have wisdom flowing in your life because he knows what life you're living. Because Jesus became a man and he walked on this earth and he walked in wisdom. Hallelujah. And God knows that you need that. And you have to have that for your life. And so here we find through, through, through these scriptures here in the book of Proverbs that we're going to find keys for our life, keys to tap into this wisdom that God so, so abundantly has for us. He doesn't want you to walk in the dark. The Bible says that he wants you to walk in the light as he's in the light. Amen. He's given us this marvelous book to understand how God sees life. Look at verse 3. To receive the instruction of wisdom... Justice, judgment, and equity. I, I like the way the message reads here. It says, a manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair. Boy, that's wonderful. It's a manual for our life. Amen. Learning what's right and just and fair. Look at verse 4. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So Proverbs is given so that the young can get a grasp on reality. How many of you know that young people don't necessarily have a grasp on reality? They think that they know what reality is when it's really not reality, what they think is reality. 
my son Dylan, just, <laughs> just a few days ago, we were in Walmart, and he was showing me what he wants for Christmas. And so we were walking up and down the aisles, and he said, Dad, I like that. And so I'm noting that in my head, and after a while, I ran out of memory space. But uh, he said, Dad, you know what? I, 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 want, I want a debit card for Christmas. I said, you want a debit card for Christmas? I said, you're nine years old, man. What do you need a debit card for? He said, because when you have a debit card, you have money. See, his reality is not reality. <laughs> and that's a good thing for now. Someday he's going to learn. He's going to come face to face with reality. I said, son, there are a few things to learn that that, well, but you know what? I sure think it would be a really good thing if the book of Proverbs was taught in our schools. Don't you? Wouldn't that be wonderful? That our young, if our young kids could get, our kids could get this in their lives, in their understanding, their education, their, their learning. My, 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 what a different country we'd live in. But hey, this book is not just for the young. You might be here tonight and you're not so young. Just keep looking ahead. You, you, more, you more mature ones here tonight, it gets you too here in verse 5. Look at this. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. See, this is someone who does have a grasp on reality. Amen? The message says it like this. There's something here also for the seasoned men and women. Still a thing or two for the experienced to learn. How many of you here tonight have a little seasoning in your life? You look in that rearview mirror, and you got a lot of seasoning. <laughs> Amen. But there's wisdom for you still, and it is a continual learning process. It will cause the seasoned man or woman to increase in wisdom and have guidance to stay on course. See, you don't want to just start strong. You want to, come on, say it with me. You want to finish strong. You don't want to just start strong. You want to finish strong. Yeah. Amen. It's tragic to me to see people that have been married years and years and kids grow up and, and then their marriage just falls apart. I think you've come this far. But God gives us wisdom, see, so that we can finish strong. Yeah. Amen. Finish strong. Turn to your neighbor and say, finish strong. Amen. You want to stay on course. All right, look at verse 6. To understand a proverb and an enigma or its interpretation, the words of the wise and their riddles, your, your uh, Bible might say dark sayings. I like the way that reads. We see here that this book helps us have understanding that we can interpret these proverbs and apply them into our lives and we'll be able to understand the words of the wise or their riddles or their dark sayings. And we can do that through this book. Now it begins. See, we have, he's laid out the introduction, and now he begins to lay down the truth. Look at verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This is point one. This is square one for your life. The fear of the Lord, it starts right here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. Amen. And you know what? If you don't get that, 
and everything else is messed up. It's the cornerstone. It's the starting block for knowledge. The message also says it like I love. I just love the way it reads. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The literal definition of the fear of the Lord is to live your life with a deep, reverential sense of accountability to God. I'm going to say that again. It is to live your life with a deep, reverential sense of accountability to God. See, many believe that they'll give account to God someday. Someday. And they put it way down the road. At the end of my life, when it's all over, then I'll stand before God and I'll give account. Oh, you give account right now. The fact that you woke up this morning means that God has gifted you another day. Yeah. And if you will, at the beginning of that day, bow down your knees before God, bow your heart before Him and say, God, I take this moment to understand that you are in my life and I make myself aware that Christ is in me. And I invite your presence in my life. I invite your life in my life. And I thank you for another day to live. And Father God, I do not take this day lightly, but I respect and I honor and I worship you. I set you up on high because God, I need your knowledge flowing in my life. I need your wisdom in my life. I need to have understanding, Father, for whatever happens through this day. I thank you that you have all of those resources available to me. Come on, somebody, yeah, somebody say amen. Every day you live on this earth is an absolute gift from Almighty God. This is the beginning of knowledge. I think there are plenty in this room tonight that could testify that they got off track because they didn't start right. You don't have to raise your hands. You're just in good company. Amen. Amen. Got off track because you just didn't start right. You might have even thought that what you were doing was right and then found out not quite. You weren't even necessarily in, in, in blatant rebellion against God, but you just didn't start right. You know, it doesn't take that far. You don't have to go that far to get off of truth. You just don't have to go that far to get in error. Amen. And sometimes the lie looks a lot like the truth. The Bible says that the, that the devil, he appears or he dresses up like an angel of light. He can appear right. He can appear. It can, on the surface, it can look right. But see, the, the, the longer the lie is told, the more, more web has to be weaved. And the more tangled your life becomes. And before long, you found yourself in a ditch. How did I get here? Right? But see, the truth is you can do nothing about the past. You can. You can do everything about what's ahead of you by how you choose to live your life. What you decide. You know what I love? Jesus already did something about my past. I don't have to do anything about it. He already did it. He already did it. And now he's the high priest of the good things to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So there, there are no decisions that you can make today that will affect yesterday. So don't let yesterday affect the decisions that you make today. Amen. Decide that you're going to live your life accountable to Almighty God. This is the beginning of knowledge. The message says the first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's continue forward. Are you all right so far? My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. What is this teaching us? Parents, you have a job to do to instruct your child. Amen. This is a responsibility. The responsibility is on you. And it's not just about going, well, look both ways before you cross the street. You know, make sure you leave the house with clean underwear, son. No, it's more, it's more you, you bring instruction to their lives. You teach them the fear of the Lord. You teach them how to walk by faith. You te- teach them about grace and faith. You teach them about wisdom and understanding and knowledge. You get the word of God into them at a young age. Amen. This is our responsibility. We're all being addressed here to instruct our children. For they will, look at this, verse 9, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head. See, when you instruct your children in the things of God, It's like pouring grace on top of their head. Man, oh man, oh man. And and chains about their neck. That word chains is the word for honor. Verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. That's a good piece of wisdom right there. If sinners entice you, do not consent. Now, I'm going to read this. I'm just going to say it like it says it, all right? I'm not paraphrasing. This is what the message says. Don't go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell. Hmm? How many of you have been in that crowd before? (laughs) How many of you said that? No, never mind. Yeah. Let's go out and raise some hell. Let's beat up some old man, mug some old woman. Let's pick them clean. Get them ready for their funerals. We'll load up on top quality loot. We'll haul it home by the truckload. Join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Oh, man. Pastor Eric, sounds like you don't want me to have any fun. Hmm? I want you to have fun. just don't want you to be stupid. Amen. Just don't be stupid. Don't consent. And they come to entice you. Amen, 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 amen. Verse 11, I'm going to read it in the New King James. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. And we shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us and let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. See, this is all this is talking about a life of crime. It's talking about, it's talking about uh, a preying on the innocent and the weak. Stealing and taking advantage of people. Do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet... Run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. 
They're quick to do bad. That's what that means. They're just quick to do bad, quick to do evil. And they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain, verse 17, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. Notice what it says. It says they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Let me just put it in a real short term. You reap what you sow. Amen? You reap what you sow. It will always catch up with you. Always. Always. It will always catch up. You'll always feel like something's behind you, sneaking up on you when you're living that kind of life. Just, you just know. You just know. So you've got to stay ahead of it all the time. You've got to stay ahead of it all the time. No, I'm slick. You're not that slick, buddy. God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Yeah. Hmm? Right. Hmm? I'm not trying to make you feel bad tonight. Verse 20, wisdom calls aloud outside. Listen to this. She raises her voice. She raises her voice in the open squares. Wisdom is all around us if we want to hear it. Hmm. Did you know that we did not invent radio waves? They've been here since the creation of the world. Always been there. But we found them. We found them. They were all around us. And for centuries, we didn't know it. Thousands of years went by and nobody knew. But they were all around us. We found them. I like my radio. I'm glad we found them. How many of you have to drive a long commute to work? Aren't you thankful for the radio? Yeah. Well, wisdom, she cries out in the streets. She's crying out. She's standing. I, I like one version says this. Uh, where is it? Oh, I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's all around. You have to. But you have to seek it. You know, James says it like this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Let him ask God, who gives liberally and abradeth not. That means he will give you wisdom and not rebuke you about it. Right? My dad taught, taught me years ago about this scripture. He said, see, wisdom, uh, when God gives you wisdom, uh, you say, God, I, I want your wisdom. It's, even if you've tried it all your way and you found out that that didn't work, and then, you know, you look up to him and say, God, give me wisdom. You know, that's, he does it without rebuking you. It's like a kid, and the mama says, don't touch the hot stove. Don't touch the hot stove. Don't touch the hot stove. Ah! I told you not to touch the hot stove. No, that's not how God, that's not how God treats you. You ask for wisdom, he just gives it without rebuking you. He could, he could play the I told you so game with you, though. He sure could. But he doesn't, thank God. Aren't you glad that he's better than us? Hmm? 
Here's that one translation. It says, wisdom is standing on the street corner screaming at the top of her voice. Wow. Matt Viscaino, where are you, Matt? Are you here? He was here. I think he's over singing in the choir. Those poor choir members. (laughs) But he, uh, Matt, told me one time that they were trying to, he had had an accident in his pickup and totaled it and had to have a car to drive to work. Him and Kat had to have two cars. Both of them at the time were were working and, and each one had to have a vehicle. And so he just couldn't seem to, I mean, he's a banker and he couldn't seem to make the numbers work to for a new car and, and the whatever money they were going to get from the insurance for that pickup and, and, and make a payment work for them. And he, I mean, he was crunching the numbers and crunching the numbers and he just could not come up with using every bit of education and understanding and knowledge that he had. And he just couldn't figure it out. And he said, I was just driving in my pickup and he said, and my brain was racked with information, with numbers, with calculations. And, and I, I just, he said, finally it dawned on me. The scripture said, if any of you lacks wisdom. He said, I just looked up to God and said, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom on this. He said, and I, I was p- approaching a lot, and I turned the corner, and all of a sudden the answer just came just like that. The answer just came just like that. Oh, there it is. And uh, went and got the vehicle and kept on working, praise God. I mean, it was just that simple. And he had a turnaround. He did all he could do. Listen to me. You can do all, all you can do, and you can continue to spin your wheels, but there's wisdom waiting for you if you'll seek it, if you'll ask for it. And the Bible says that let him ask in faith. That's the key. That's the key. You have to ask believing that God's going to give you wisdom. I mean, you might, you might have made some stupid decisions, but you cannot keep, let that keep you from believing God is good and that he's got wisdom available to you and that his grace abounds and he's, that he wants to help you. He's got the supply. He's a very present help in time of need. He's got the answer. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So you can come boldly before the throne of grace, obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is there. Hallelujah. You must believe that he is and he's always going to be there. Amen. Believe him. Because the Bible says if you, if you don't believe, if you, if you doubt, then you're like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro. You're, you're unstable in all your ways. And he says, let not that man expect to receive anything from God. See, God really needs to be trusted. Faith plus doubt equals doubt. Amen. all the way he must believe him and man oh man when you believe God he opens up everything to you I like what Jesus said from time to time be it unto you according to your faith amen what is it that you want be it unto you according to your faith hallelujah I think God loves it when you just take the lid off and believe him amen she cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city She speaks her words. Look at verse 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? The message message reads like this. Simpletons, how long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? I don't know about you, but I don't ever want God to think of me as an idiot. (laughs) I I don't want him to call me that ever. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
or a cynic for Pete's sake. For that matter, I don't want to be called a cynic either. And it's so easy to be cynical. Man, in this day and age we live in, oh, we're inundated with it. Way too easy. See, you have to watch yourself. You just have to watch yourself. You have to guard your heart. Keep it right. Don't, don't fall into cynicism. So how do you stop being an idiot? Look at verse 23. Turn at my rebuke. Turn at my rebuke. You know what that means? Be teachable. Turn. When the correction comes, just turn and say, okay, I'll do it your way. See, real Christian maturity is when you find it in the Word and you were living a disagreeable life to that, at that moment, you just line your life up with that. You change right then. You stop arguing with the Holy Spirit. You look into the Word and say, all right, I'm doing it that way. That you be honest about truth. <laughs> that you be a lover of truth. More than you are about how you think or how you feel or how you think it ought to be. Or mama and them always said. Who cares what mama and them always said? What does the Bible say? Paul can, from time to time, would just come to this conclusion. But what does the Scripture say? Keep that mentality in your mind. What does the Scripture say? And I'm going to do what that says. You know I mean, you have the right as a Christian to, to let all things be lawful to you, but not all things will necessarily be profitable. Do you want to live on the lawful side or the profitable side? Just because you can do it, should you do it? Hmm? That's where the rubber meets the road. That separates the men from the boys in Christianity right there. Well, there ain't nothing the Bible says I can't do it. Okay, lawful Christian, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't have, any, I don't have anything to say. That's where you want to live, right up against the border. To see everything you can get away with, go for it. <laughs> hmm? Or do you want to do what's profitable? Yeah, I could do that, but you know what? That might hurt my witness. And it might, and it might minimize my influence. And I want to be everything I can be. I want this gospel to be preached out of every part of my life. Amen. When people see me, I want them to see Jesus no matter what. No matter what. Amen. i got to tell this story again, Ms. Tawana. Is it okay if I tell it? I know our church has heard this story, but I just love this, that a neighbor was peeking through her window. Do you know that? Well, she wasn't really peeking through, and she could see through her window into her house and saw that she had Joyce Meyer on the TV. And, this, and her neighbor was, was in a really tough situation. And so she found the channel that Joyce Meyer was on in her house, and she called the prayer line, and, uh, and they, they, they got Joyce Meyer on the phone with her. And she ministered to her and helped her through it. But she was looking into her home. Whoa, what will they see when they look in your home? Your windows are open, huh? Yes. Amen. Yeah. I want to show God in every part. I don't want to just live on the lawful side. I want to be a profitable Christian. The moment God tells me to stop, I'll stop. The moment he tells me to go, I'll go. The moment he tells me to turn, I'll turn. Hallelujah. David talked about loving the rebuke of God. Listen to me. 
the, the moment you, God corrects you about something in your life. See, the Bible says who the Lord loves, he corrects. And we'll get into that a little later on. Proverbs chapter 4, it talks about, or 3, that is, 3. Uh, whoever the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son, in whom he delights. See, if, yeah. if you weren't ever feeling God's correction in your life, then you'd, you could just know he just didn't care about you. Right. Yeah. Hmm? But every time he brings that correction right there at that moment, don't get offended and don't feel condemned. Just say, I feel the love, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I feel your love. It hurts right now, but praise God, I receive it. Because he's, lot, he's trying to get you into every good thing that he has for you. Yeah. And you're going to find out that not everything you think is right. Uh -huh. Not everything that you feel is right. Not every emotion that you have is correct. Are you hearing me? So you have to continually look into the word of God and form and fashion your life around that. You have to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. With the mind you serve the things of the spirit, and with the mind you serve the things of the flesh. Hallelujah. That you turn, that's the word for repentance, that change the way you think, metanoia, to turn your mind to a new thought, to a new direction. Amen. Amen. That's how you stop being an idiot. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. Can we just stop right there? Well, let me just give you that promise there. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. Surely I will pour out my spirit upon you and make my words known to you. See, God's not just going to say, you need to stop that. No, if he, if he says to stop, when you turn, you'll hear the spirit and he'll give you the direction to go. He will not leave you standing there wondering, okay, now what do I do? All right? He'll take you all the way through. All the way through. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this time under your word. Thank you, Lord, for this marvelous book, God, that, that really delves into just our practical lives, how we live our lives, how we do what we do. Father, I thank you for these wonderful steps of wisdom that we can, we can walk in, God, and we can understand your life, your view of life, and how that we can apply your truths into our life and experience, God, your good fruit. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this great church. Thank you for these fine people. Father, I thank you that their desire is to know you more, God. That's why they're here on a Wednesday night. They're here, Lord, because they're hungry for more of you. They're hungry for more of the word. They're hungry for wisdom. They're hungry for the understanding of your promises, God, and your truths. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that your word works mightily, that it is life to all those who find it and health to all of their flesh. Hallelujah. And Father, we open up our lives. I want you to just say, just, just talk to the Lord. Just, just tell him, what, whatever you say to me, God, I'll do. You, if you tell me to turn, I'll turn. Whatever your word says, I make that the final judgment in my life. All my life, every decision I make, every perception I have falls at the mercy, hallelujah, of the truth of the word of God. And I receive your revelation, and I receive the, the, the correction that I need for my life. I open my life to you, Father, and I, I, say, I, I say, have your way. Use me, God. I want to be a profitable Christian. I don't want to just see what I can get away with. <laughs> I want to be a profitable Christian, not a lawful Christian. I want to flow in grace. I want to reign in life through your abundant grace. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for these mamas and daddies raising their children, God. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, for your help for them, God. Thank you for these husbands and wives, Lord. I thank you for wisdom for them and their communication and their relationship. Thank you for, for wisdom for money situations out here. Thank you for wisdom for, for health issues in the name of Jesus. Thank you for, for, for wisdom on their jobs, God. I thank you for wisdom in, in just taking a deeper step in their walk with you, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.